Hello, this is Dr. Terrence Oway Sr. Welcome back to Pathway. We're here on week two with my good friend and brother, Dr. Dave Hirschman. So Dave, let's pick up on week two from where we left off. All right, Terrence, good to be with you once again. And uh, I think it would be good to just have a, a point of connection for our listeners that the last time we were kind of looking at exploring theology. And so we yes. opened the book, we began to turn some pages, began to look into it. So this week, let's just go a little bit further and kind of look at um, theology explained and, and its purpose and, uh, and, and what that means to you and me, if that sounds all right to you. That sounds great, Dave. Let's go there. All right. Well, all right. So we looked at theology, where it comes from. Theology comes from God. All right. Why? Why? Because, you know, God wants us to know certain things. We have, uh, you know, we look back and, and uh, the Old Testament scriptures can be divided up into the books of history, the books of uh, poetry, books of wisdom, um, prophets, those type of things. And, and so God had that recorded because he wants us to know that. He wants us to know about history. He, he wants us to know the various, uh, uh, let's call it the wisdom literature, the literature of Psalms and Proverbs and all of that. God wants us to know those things. Well, really, we can boil that down to God wants us to know him. He wants us yeah. to know who he is and yes. why he is, how he is, all of those various facets, if you would. And so as we pick up off of, off of that, we, we're going to go a little bit deeper and say this statement that theology really wants us to comprehend God. Mm -hmm. Now, that, that really is a, that's a statement that's got maybe a little problem with it for some of our listeners, because we have that verse that comes into our mind that says, Oh, the ways of God, they are past finding out. Well, how in the world, if, if God is, is so intricate, if, if there is so much more to God than we will ever, ever really realize, how in the world can we say we can comprehend him? Well, you know, yeah, I'm reminded of those verses, uh, one in particular, where Jesus says, come unto me, all you who are heavy burdened and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Well, God has this invitation, come to me, come to me, and I will give you, in this case, Jesus says, rest. And uh, I think it's a fair statement to say that God wants us to comprehend him. He's written things in his word. The word of God reveals God. It reveals the the love of God, the plan of God, and so many things. And so I doubt, though, I mean, is it possible that, that God would write those things and not want us to understand? That just doesn't make sense. God wants us to understand. And if you would say it this way, that all ro these roads, these little things that we've been looking in theology, and, and, and you know what, in another week, we're going to talk about categories of theology. All those little streams lead back to the river of God, okay? God wants us to come back to him and not only understand him, but comprehend who he is and, and all of those things that are involved in that. So, 
we say that God wants us to comprehend him, uh, that means we, we want to understand his person. We want to understand his passion for people. Uh, I think back when Adam and Eve, our original parents, sinned in the Garden of Eden, Genesis chapter two, yes. you know, God didn't just say, well, I'm done with you. I, I'm going to leave you. You're on your own. No, God pursued after them. And, and he, he did things for them that demonstrate the love of God. All right. That demonstrate his passion. He clothed them. He gave them instructions and, mm -hmm. and, and, also showed them a glimpse, Genesis 3.15, a glimpse of his future plan. So um, we see his passion for people and his ultimate plan for eternity. Now, we're going to look at some verses that really excite me in just a few minutes here, and I hope that they'll excite our, our, um, our listeners as well. Uh, but when we study theology and we want to understand and comprehend God, we want to, what we're saying is, is that we want to get the bigger picture of what God has been doing uh, in, in eternity past, what he's doing now, what he's, what he's doing in, in preparation for the future. And so theology is exciting. You know, one of the things we're stressing here is, is that we've got to take theology from this sterile, sterile academic pursuit yes. and bridge over to this practical applicational thing in our lives that really affect who we are, how we think, how we act, uh, how we conduct ourselves ultimately as people of God in the congregations of our churches. Okay. Wow. Cause that's where the difference is, is really going to be seen. Yes. So, all right. Well, let me make a statement that that might sound odd to some of us, but um, you know, God has a relationship with himself. Now mm -hmm. you and I, you know, we've heard it said long ago, uh, someone might ask us to look at me and say, are you talking to yourself again? And, and uh, there's an old response to that that says, like, it's okay as long as I don't answer myself, you know, mm -hmm. and maybe our listeners have heard that somewhere, too. Oh, but yes. God, indeed, God indeed has a relationship with himself. Mm -hmm. We see that demonstrated in Genesis chapter one, where God's doing his creation, you know, creating thing, and, mm -hmm. and he's created the the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, the heaven, the, 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 the stars, the sun, the moon, all of that. Yes. Then he gets down to you and me. Wow. And he says, let us Now You got to stop right there. Let us, who's he talking to? Let us. Yes, Bring indeed. It Bring it in. You know? So we see that God is, is here. And, and we find out, listen, in the book of Colossians, that Jesus was the great architect, if you would. God was, let's call it this way, maybe God was the general contractor. Jesus was the architect, mm -hmm. and the Spirit is involved in that. So all three are there. And so we can conclude that when God says, let us make man in our image, mm -hmm. there is this divine counsel, if you would, of the three members of the Godhead who are yes. covenanting together to say, this is the plan of God. Mm. Well, well, so God has, yeah, yeah, God yeah. has a relationship with himself, but we see a new Testament example as well, where, you know, at the baptism of Jesus, and this is one of my favorite verses, you know, uh, by John the Baptist's own testimony, he said this, 
the one who sent me to baptize is the one who said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and resting upon, that is the Messiah. That mm -hmm. is the Son of God. And he says, and I saw it. Oh, wow. Can you imagine the excitement in that man? His eyes were, oh, I can only imagine Terrence. Hell, yes. his eyes were like, I have seen it. Kind of reminds me of, of uh, who was a Simeon in the New Testament where Jesus, uh, Mar where Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to be dedicated in the temple, God had revealed to Simeon, he said, you're not going to die until you see my anointed one. That's right. Can you imagine Simeon on that day, he comes in and like, boom, there he is. <laughs> I've he been is. waiting for him. <laughs> yeah. I'm still so, living. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was ready to go home to be with the Lord. And he finally saw what God had revealed. John saw what God had revealed to him. And the important thing there is, is that as Jesus is coming up out of the Jordan river, having been baptized by John, he sees the spirit coming down, lighting upon the Lord Jesus, the voice of God coming through all three members of the Godhead present at one spot. Oh, isn't that an incredible song? That's amazing. All three members in one spot. Yes. And uh, so, you know, what we see here is that when, you, when we say God has a relationship with himself, mm -hmm. we can prove that. But what's the, what's the meaning? What's the, what's the purpose of the application? God invites us to have, an, have, have a relationship with him. Okay. Mm -hmm. We talk about that verse. Jesus says, come unto me, all you who are weak and, and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. That's an invitation. All right. God's inviting us to, to come and, and have a relationship with him and, uh, and to begin to understand his plans and purposes for humanity. You now, know? Dave, let me, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you right quick, but you talked about that application. So you're telling me as I read the word of God and I apply that to my life, I have an invitation Oh, yes, indeed. God <laughs> invites us. He invites us. He, he doesn't want us to just live on our own. He wants us to live. In, and this is the beauty, beauty of, uh, of our congregations. God, in, when we live together in that wonderful community of a congregation, it's a picture of a greater relationship, okay. the relationship of a holy God with his redeemed people living in this wonderful relationship. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. Wow, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. And so God invites us to this day-to-day -day relationship. And, and we see that with Jesus and his 12 disciples. And they lived in a daily day-to-day -day relationship with each other. And slowly but surely, they began to comprehend things about Jesus. Now, they didn't have a full comprehension till the end, but they began to comprehend and realize that here it is. He, this is God walking among us. And, and so now we can look at that, but where's the real beauty of all this? The real beauty is when it affects the way we live, the way we think. And this is what we've been stressing uh, in our first time together and in this time, 
that um, we can understand these things intellectually, but they, they need to transcend that. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where we want to bring out again, Romans 12, where, where Paul is saying, now, listen, don't, don't be molded into the model of the world, be molded into, be transformed into mm-hmm. that person that God has in mind. And yes. he says the key to it is the mind, the okay? Mind. Renewing yes. of your mind. Mm-hmm. Because listen, when the way we think changes, only when the way we think changes can the way we act also change. Oh, that's right? good. I like that. Yeah. So we begin to change and this practical application that we've been stressing is all designed to manifest itself as we begin to operate according to God's ideals and principles. And, um, and we'll see that as we go forward in, in our studies. Uh, one of the best places to see that is in the early chapters of the book of Acts. But let's recap just for a moment. Mm-hmm. God theology God wants us to comprehend him, yes. see him, understand him. Now, now listen, so this is a prescription for a relationship with God. And, uh, and so, um, you know, God will stress that um, we mentioned before John 13, 35, they'll know that you are my disciples, my mm-hmm. followers by the love you have for one another. Yeah. And, and so when we begin to have this relationship with God and comprehend God and learn things about him, it's for the purpose that those things should be incorporated in our lives. Mm-hmm. So where Jesus is talking about, they'll know you're my disciples by the love you have for each other. My mind goes back to first John four, where it talks about, you know, if we do not love, we don't know God because God is love. Mm-hmm. And so, relationships mean that what we learn is incorporated. Now, this requires the Spirit of God. The Spirit makes helps us make that application. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this relationship is demonstrated that, by, number one, we have a new capacity to love, all right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we recognize that we have responsibilities, responsibilities to God and to each other. To, uh, you know, to, to uh, be kind to one another, to care for one another's welfare, uh, to be peacemakers. Uh, uh, you know, we live in a world full of conflict. Our world today is full of conflict. Yes. But you and I, we're called to be peacemakers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Romans 14, 19 talks about that, that, that we are to pursue the things that make for peace and building up one another. So these are all things that come out of that relationship. But I really want to just kind of jump forward here and talk about something that really excites me. You and I have talked about this before. And so you know where I'm going. But, you know, when we talk about, number one, theology, God wants us to comprehend him. Mm -hmm. He wants us to understand him. Ah, get this now. And then he wants us to understand his purposes. And, uh, and, you know, so many people in our world have questions about like, well, why, you know, why this, why that? 
And uh, that really goes to show they don't quite understand God and his purposes in our lives. But, you know, I had a professor years ago, and I want to take us to, to the book of Romans. I had a professor years ago who, who said to, uh, to us, he says, you know, if the Bible were a ring, the book of Romans would be the diamond on the ring. That really made a mental picture in me. I mean, I'm telling you, that was many, many years ago. I heard that. That's good. Uh, still remember to this day, the diamond, the, the Bible, the, the book of Romans would be the diamond. And Romans chapter eight would be the gleam on the diamond. Wow. Mm -hmm. we. So, uh, you know, uh, so when we think about Romans ch chapter eight, there's so many things, but one of the important things that we see is a key that unlocks understanding God's plan and purpose for you and me mm -hmm. and why a relationship with him is so vital. Now, in that, I really can't talk about Romans chapter eight without going to verses 26 and 27 and talking about the vital ministry of the Holy spirit to you and me. Okay. And, you know, we go through difficulties in life. God never said that we would be exempt from difficulties. Right. I've been through, you've been through them. You're going yes. through a yes. difficult time with your daughter. Your daughter has cancer and we're praying for her and God yes. will deliver her. Yes. And, uh, claiming the promises of God. And, and so here's the spirit it says, and it says, he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit for the spirit is making intercession for you and me, according mm. to the will of God. Yeah. So often we don't know how to pray. Okay. I don't know how to pray about everything. And, and, and many of our listeners would probably say, amen. I, I don't know, but the spirit does. The spirit oh, what does. a wonderful, yeah. the role yeah. of the spirit. In my, never, never downplay the role of the spirit in your life. Okay. The spirit is vital for daily strength, for, 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 for knowing what to do, how to do. And, uh, you know, I, I, this is a foolish thing, Terrence, but uh, I'll do it. You know, I've, I've got a shed out there in my backyard and it's a mess. Okay. Uh, when I get finished working on something in the yard, I, uh, I should be better at it. I should clean it up, put it back, put the things back where I know where to find them. Well, I know they're in there somewhere. I, do you have the same thing? Uh, okay. no, yeah. Uh, I, I got my, my, my mess ups too. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I go in there and I'm looking for something and I can't find it. You know what I pray? I say, Spirit of God, show me where it is. Open my eyes to it. I can't tell you how many times within seconds, my eyes will light upon where that is. I stop. I have a praise moment. Oh, God. Thank, thank you. you. Thank it's, you. The, it's the small things, Dave. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. And so, listen, the Spirit is vital to our yes. lives. Yes. All right? And uh, I know folks who kind of downplay that, and I wish they wouldn't. The Spirit is vital, and He's praying for you and me. Mm. Now, that was just a side note. But here it is. When we get to Romans 8, 28 and 29, we all know verse 28, all things work together for good. God's going to make sure that even the bad things work together for good. All right? But He goes further, and He says, Listen, you who I knew in advance— 
I have determined a long time ago. Now, this is Hirschman's version. I hope that's okay. All right. He says, I've determined a long time ago that you would bear the family resemblance. Now, we need to go back and because folks are going to sit up in their chairs and they say, where is he getting that? Here's where I'm getting that. God, okay, whom he knew, who he foreknew, the same did he predestine, that they should be conformed to the image of his son. Well, what's that mean? Well, it means we should look like Jesus. We should not look like physically, him. not physically, okay. Um, uh, but we should look like him spiritually. And mm -hmm. I just kind of put that in words that people will get today. And say that I want you, God says, I want you to bear the family resemblance. I want you to look like your first, like the firstborn. Yes. And, and so, you know, we might say this, you know, when we trust Jesus Christ, we are baptized in and with the spirit of God. That's like getting spiritual DNA, brother. All right. Yes. We get this infusion of, of spiritual DNA, if you would. And then God is able to begin the process where he's going to remake us. You know, there's an old hint. There's an old Methodist hymn that says something like, remold us, make us like the divine. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we don't sing that in our churches much anymore. But that's a great truth that God is remolding us and making us like him, like our like the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here's what we know. So God has this plan and purpose in all of our lives to make us like the Lord Jesus. We go over to Philippians 1.6, and God, Paul writes to the church of Philippi, and he says, I am confident that the, he who began the work in you, underline the word work, he who began the work in you is the same one who will complete it. Well, what's that mean? What is that talking about? Well, the one who began the work is God. God yep. and the spirit of God began the work. All right. What is that work? I find no better explanation than to see Romans 8, 29. I will make you like my son. Well, we can take, I'm so glad. And I know you are too, Terrence. It's not dependent on me. I can't make myself any day. You know, I've got, you know, habits that need to be refined and, and, and all of that. Yes. God is the one who's working in me. Working and, in me. He's working in me yeah. too, Dave. <laughs> yeah. And, and so then we see here that Paul writes in Colossians 2, he says, I, I, I want you, as you have received Jesus, I, I want you to walk in him. I want you to be rooted in him. I want you to be established in him. And, uh, and, and so we see that it's all about Christ. But now listen, here's the greatest thing. And I've saved the best to last. And, and this is a verse that I remember, you know, I've read my Bible a number of times in my life, but it was about 10 years ago that I read second Peter chapter one. And it struck me, it struck me with new vision, new, new strength where it was almost the completion, if you would, the icing on the cake, if you would. When God talks about that he wants to, um, his plan and purpose, make us like Jesus. He's the one that's doing the work. He's going to finish the work. And we're, it's going to be a work that, 
that we're going to walk and talk and be like Jesus, rooted in Jesus Christ. Get this, what he says in 2 Peter chapter 1. Now, this will cause you to have to stop and shout hallelujah, brother. I'm telling right. you. But he said, listen, yeah, Peter's writing. Peter, This is the last book that Peter's going to write. And he's putting, he's packing it full because he knows when this is done, he's got nothing else to write and God's going to take him home. But he says, God's divine power has given us everything that mm. pertains to life and godliness wow. he's given us great and precious promises that by these now you ready hold on strap in listen he said <laughs> yeah he's saying that these great and precious promises are there so that you can be partakers of you ready the divine nature oh stop um, stop and just think about that that's listen. a good place to thank him God says this, I invite you to have a relationship with me. And more than that, this invitation culminates in, I want you to have the same nature in you that is in me. We could almost say this, God is standing with his arms outstretched, asking and saying, please be like me. Oh my goodness. I just, you know, I've never gotten over. I mean, it, it's been years now. And every time I read it, I feel like dropping to my knees and saying, thank you, oh God, thank you. that it's not up to me. It's all up to you, but this is your plan to make me like yourself. So let's just kind of wrap this up. All right. Study of theology. Why should we study theology? Oh, why? Because there are things to discover. There are things to know, things to understand, things to apply in our lives that, listen, that applies to me personally, to you personally, but apply to us as followers of Jesus in our churches and in our congregations. And they equip us to do something great for God. We'll discover that as we go forward in our study. Wow, thank you, uh, Dave, for that wonderful uh, presentation that we ultimately, we want to be like him. And he yes. can make those things in our lives as we go through the academic study of theology, but we make it more personal when we make it applicable for our lives, the application of it transforming us and the renewing of our mind. And we have that DNA Oh, I love how you talked about the, the, the moment that all three of those were there when John the Baptist brought Jesus to the water to be baptized and God yeah. began to speak a loud voice. This is my beloved son, that dove lit upon him. This is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. We saw the Godhead in action as you took mm -hmm. us back to Genesis about God bringing all those things into place, the firmament, the, he created the animals, he created the life plant. But more importantly, he breathed in us. Man became living souls. So we thank you all for joining us on this week's uh, podcast. So there'll be more to come. So until the next time, uh, Dr. Dave, uh, my good friend and brother, well, I enjoyed you greatly. And we'll see you on the next, on the next round uh, of this Pathway Foundations. Be blessed. Yeah.